Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Matty, how are we doing today? Man, we are... Hammer, baby. Yeah, we're, we're good, man. We are good. I got one of my favorite people I've ever think I've ever played with. Maybe one of my favorite people in the world. One of the biggest characters... Dantez Sanders, outside linebacker or wide receiver, depending on, you know, when you or play with safety him. or special teams guru, whatever, you know, I, I moved around a lot. I moved around. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals and player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. From sports right down to your Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. So, uh, Dantes, da, so I'll tell you a, fun, a quick story about Dantes. Gained my respect almost immediately. We showed up. I mean, Tez, we were in the, the we were in the what's it called together, the region together, like almost immediately hanging yeah. out, um, partaking in, in partying before we even were, Why were members. We there so early, right? Like I remember I graduated, <laughs> I went to prom after prom and then I'm in Madison, Wisconsin in June. I, I showed up July like six because we played the New York, New Jersey game, July 5th. And like immediately I was there to just run stadiums and, and then work out. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to play. So I had, there's no reason to be there, but yeah. we were there. It was special. But Tez, one of my favorite things is, you came up to me in September and said, happy new year on Rosh Hashanah. So and I legitimately was like, what the heck? So I'm listen, like, let me so say this. So That's so nice. I, thank you. So I went to Warrensville. Warrensville at this time, our school wasn't the best school. We were uh, academic level F, honest to God, we were. And then my high school football coach, he got fired. And so then I transferred to a private school. It's called St. Peter Chanel, which was directly across the street from the legend, or should I say legends, Chris Chambers and Lee Evans, Bedford. So I went to Chanel. It was literally directly across the street, not across the street. So anyway, when I went there, my, my coach was, was Jeff Rowski. 
he is a Jewish person and he was the first person, well, not the first, but he, but he really believed in him. He really he was, he's a person who like Dante's, you could do whatever you want to do. Right. And so, and, and, and he put that stuff in me and he was a Jewish guy and he was the wealthiest man that I've ever met in my entire life at that point. And so I just like the Jewish people there. And then I met you and, and, then, and then I see this big, he's so Bernie, he's bigger than the most Jewish people that I've ever met. <laughs> and he didn't have a neck, right? He didn't have a neck. So I appreciate the, 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 the Jewish people in the life. They taught me how to be very frugal. I would say with, I, I, with my uh, finances. Well, I, I, to me, that was very special because you don't come into um, a locker room in Wisconsin coming from New York and, and, and have people who usually understand the background of, a lo- of other people. I would okay. say it's difficult, right? Like, look at the world now. It's difficult for other people to understand other people. Sure. But I, that to me, like, stuck out. And that, to, I mean, that's when I was like, man, I love this guy. Like, he yeah. is... He's and like Matt, my dude. I'm telling you that I was there with like big old long braids and everything, <laughs> like shaking my shake. Like, what's that? Hey, happy Rosh Hashanah! <laughs> happy Rosh Hashanah! <laughs> no, Yo, that, that's crazy. exactly. And I was I was shell shocked. I was like, Des, how on earth do you know that?" Yeah. And I, you know, and and that was, and you told me that story, and I was like, "Man, this is so cool." And no yeah. one else said Happy New Year. Like, you're the only one. Yeah. So that's another, you know, hundred dudes on the team and coaches. Yeah. Like nobody knew. Yeah. So, OK, so I appreciate you for that. And I want to tell everyone that because, I mean, I just shows the character of you and how I think, dudes, everyone gravitates towards you. Like everyone wants to be around you, um, your positivity, your energy on the field. So I know Dantes from 18 year old regent on to now. Yeah. Which you still have the energy. We just don't work out together. But I see the one man wolf pack is, is oh, in the yeah. weight room in the mornings. Where did tell us about little Dantes? So, little Dantes. So, I grew up, like I said, in uh, Warrensville. I was blessed to have um, parents who absolutely loved me. Now, they divorced when I was young, but my father still lived in the same city, right? Um, had a very, very strong support system with my grandmother and my aunts and uncles, very, 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 very close. And I grew up man, with, with some ballers, right? So my best friend, Bam Childress, he beat out Ben Roethlisberger and Mr. Football in 1999. He graduated in 2000. So Bernie said that was one year before. So that's my best friend. My brother was always 6'6", 280 pounds. Uh, he was uh, recruited by O-State. He started tight end there got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, and he also got drafted by the Indians in baseball. So, and then my other best friend who, and, and I, rank, I rank my friends, Brian Swift, who was a phenomenal basketball player. He uh, trains Drew Buckets, my son, in uh, basketball. So I just had these athletes around me, right? And so none of us had money. All of our parents was, you know what I'm saying? Like we were private. I mean, I mean we weren't, not, like we weren't poor, poor in the sense, but Listen, man, we, 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 we didn't have, but we had sports, right? And so that made us compete. And so I tell people, my, my, my brother was always bigger than everybody. And for me just to compete with, like, with my sibling, I had to try my best, right? Some people, they could just go out there. My brother, he didn't have to go out there and do the pushes. But for me to make a layup or, or for me to play down man against him and to score, I had to give my absolute best. Bam Chichis, he was just the most natural, shifty, left-to-right person in the world. And just to compete, man, I, I had to, to um, try my best. 
And in the neighborhood, we just grew up playing sports, man. And, and, and we would compete. And um, you got to be able to like talk trash and you got you have to have thick skin growing up where we did. So I, I think like that's kind of where I got like a lot of the, the joy from, from life um, was through sports. It was a way for me to kind of maybe escape not having some of the, the other things in life that maybe um, I felt like I should be be having. Um, but then I think about like my one of my other best friends who live right a, around the block from me, and uh, his, his name is Dwayne Griffin, doing amazing now. But he lived directly behind me, and he had probably the roughest childhoods ever. Like his brother was a big dope boy. So this, like, this is true. I used to hang out with the dope boys when I was 10, 11, 12, not in a bad way, but those were the people who, in high school, I was driving a Tahoe, a big old truck, and my parents, we didn't have, and my parents, they all knew who the, the person was and the guy, he'd been in jail for drugs in, in federal prison, but my guy, he, I mean, his brother committed suicide, um, he was super, super big in the streets. At the same time he committed suicide, his mom and dad, they were both on drugs or whatnot. Then his mom ended up going to drug, I mean, to, to, to jail. And then his father was a known crackhead, was the known crackhead. So now he's growing up. His mom is in jail. His brother just committed suicide. And that's when I really started. This was my freshman year. We started to really understand what loyalty means, right? How to have a person's back. How to be there for somebody? How to how to how to have empathy? I'm not going through this, but I can see the pain. I'm 14 years old, and I can see the pain on like one of my my best friends' um, faces, right? And we used to go to, to 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 Ohio State football camps together. We used to do all these things. Um, and to now, to fast forward, so he had um, a scholarship to Akron. Went to Akron, plumped out. So one of the guys, so the guy who who, uh, who 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 truck I was driving to school bought him a Camaro drop top with gold rims on it, and he'd tell you, man, he like, listen, I wasn't going to class, I was driving around with my top down in that car looking for girls and things like that. But right now, he he he's doing group homes, he's making six figures, I believe, and he's doing an amazing job, and he's lease he's leasing out one of my fantastic. Five bedroom, six bathroom houses in the city of of Cleveland. So that's kind of where I came from. I came up hanging hanging out with the with the uh, with the dope boys and the and, and the people who sold guns and things like that. I, I was lucky again enough to have good parents who kind of kept me out of doing some of those 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 naive and, and um, stupid things. And I wasn't always perfect. But when I got to Wisconsin, man, I got to meet so many different people. And I ran into to a little bit of adversity my, my uh, freshman year with a knife. And that was the last time that I ever got in, in trouble. I said, listen, man, if I go home, I'm here in Wisconsin on a football scholarship. Everybody's expecting me to be great. And I remember being in court. And I didn't understand the severity of it, right? So I understood that I had a knife. I was being stupid. I ain't stabbed nobody or anything like that. And I'm like, man, okay, I have an attorney who's picking me up in the bins. I don't even know where the attorney came from. I got a phone number, said, call this guy. And I called this guy and he gave me all of the instructions on what to do. And I did everything he him said. And then when we went to court, I remember this vividly. I remember I, I had this big old fro. I cut it all off because I wanted the judge to see, man, listen, I'm trying. I'm not bad. And what they said I could do, 
a minimum of two years strict probation or two years in prison. My attorney never told me I was gonna, I could have the, the, the chance to do two years in prison. So when he said that, I looked at my attorney and I was scared because I didn't understand. I didn't understand like my, this is serious. Like I'm an 18 year old kid who was goofing around and playing around to my, you can lose it all and then what? And at that moment, literally, I said, I'm not going to do anything else bad. And I just have fun. I said, I'm, I'm good now. And that that's pretty much my childhood up until, until 18. That, man, that's a story. And yeah. that's, that's unbelievable. When did you start playing football? So I started playing football. So my, my mom was against football. And this is back when my mom and dad were still married. But my father used to sneak my brother out to football. And... Then once they realized that my brother was very good at it and really wasn't putting in work, then I was allowed to, to play. And um, and I started off, I was playing in the hood, I was playing for the Cleveland Warriors, but I had a phenomenal coach. His name was Glenn Franklin. His um, He played running back for Michigan years and years and years and years ago. So I was I was blessed at a young age to have some very, very good coaches. And I, um, one of my great friends, his father was a coach. Um, his name is Tony Franklin. We played against Tony. He went to West Virginia. Uh, he was another phenomenal athlete. He was year after us. Um, but, yeah, I started off playing. I was a quarterback. I was a quarterback growing up, and I was a safety um, and, and, and a little cool, a cool fact is, uh, my, uh, freshman year. So my brother was four years older than me. So we were never on the same team. So my brother was the starting quarterback for the Warrensville Heights Tigers and six, six, he's going to the Ohio state and he goes the very next year, his shitty brother, his shitty, <laughs> shitty brother is a freshman who's the starting quarterback my freshman year. Let's just say at halftime, I was playing receiver. <laughs> Let's say at halftime, I was the starting receiver and safety <laughs> for the Warrensville High Tigers. But yeah, like we were, this game was on national, not national TV. It was on, on local TV. It was playing against Cleveland Heights. And we were backed up on the two yard line. Man. I called my own number. I called, like, I saw like the, like the defensive tackles, they were spread out wide. And I just envisioned myself taking it back when we were losing 14 0. I saw myself running a 98-yard quarterback sneak up the gut, right? <laughs> I called my own number. Like, you know, I said the, the, the silent count. Yep. And the first touch, the center ain't snap it. So then I go to do it again. He snapped the button. I fumbled. <laughs> I fumbled right there. We ended up losing 21-0, but I ended the game with like 130-something receiving yards as a starting <laughs> quarterback. So uh, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that is, that's great. That's great. You should write a book, by the way, yeah. off of what you're, uh, off of your, uh, your story growing up and how powerful that was, and then all these stories. I feel like we should all write a book, to that's be right. honest. Where we could, man. We should. We could. We could. Um, all right, so so – that was as a ninth grader. What, what happens? Like what, um, what's like the, like what happens to test 10th, 11th, 12th grade? And then how, and then what, so like, when did you start like feeling football was, was the way to, you know, to get to college. And then oh, good you know, question. Like, who, who came around? Like who was showing like Ohio very state. I'm surprised you didn't go there. You said Michigan, like who was coming oh, around man. at that time? So very, very good question. So uh, sophomore year, Dante Sanders starting quarterback again. And now, listen, I'm back doing my thing or whatnot. And then the fourth game of the season, we're playing at 
at Bedford against was Lee Evans. No, I think Lee Evans may have been gone. My so my sophomore year, I think he was gone. We're losing fourteen to fourteen to to to, to six. I scored the only touchdown. Right, we're driving. I'm having a great game. We run this play. It's called 38 boot fade, right? Where we fake the 38 sweep. I put the ball on my hip. I roll out and I hit the tight end on a flag route. Tight end was wide open. He couldn't catch good though, right? So I lobbed the ball to him. The ball gets picked off. I'm feeling sorry for myself. And this is what I learned, man. You can, you can never bitch up on the football field. I'm feeling sorry for myself. Oh my God. And I can hit boom. Knocked out, concussion. Sophomore year is over with. Uh, but to take it back, when did I knew, know that I was going to go play college? I know this is going to sound crazy. But I always knew. There was never, ever an ounce of doubt in my body that I wasn't going to go pro. And I'm going to tell you why I, I'm still going to claim me going pro because I'm, I'm really big on setting goals. And I believe that I had the, the wrong goal. So <clears throat> I always knew that I was going to go to, to college, I was just always excited to figure out what college I was going to. I never knew. I just was, wanted to figure out. I, I, my brother was was going to, to college. It's just something that I always knew. I like Deion Sanders, like Barry Sanders. I saw my name on it. I believed it, right? I have people who spoke that into me, right? Who spoke that positiveness into me. So um, I always believed that and uh, knew that. And then as I go through, I, I visit that uh, private school, Chanel, that was across the street from Lee School my freshman year. But again, I'm in Warrensville. I'm with my boys. And I take a visit to this private school, right? And like, guys, man, there's a whole bunch of white people. I can say a whole, a whole bunch of white people because I'm married to a white woman. Like, man, all these white people, man, they walk around, man. They got they, 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 they faces are shaved. They got to tuck their shirts in and they're wearing shirts just like I'm wearing right now. I'm not going here. I'm staying in Warrensville. And then I go to Warrensville. And then my junior year, so my freshman year, we were one in 19. I'm sorry, one in nine. My uh, second year, we were two and eight. And then my junior year, we were four and six. And my high school coach got fired. My high school coach, man, was a friend of, friend of the family. Like, we loved him. He got my brother into college. We still love him right now. He was a very good role model. and still is a very good role model for the kids at Warrensville. But then when he got fired, we didn't like my family, didn't like the way how it went down, right? And so one of the things that I, that I told the AD at that time was, listen, you let him go, I'm, I'm gone. Who am I? <laughs> 15, 16 years to went up to a grown man to the right, and so he let him go. And so me and Tony Franklin, the kid who ended up going to West Virginia, we both left. We both went went to Chanel at the exact same time. And uh, when we went there, we, now so at that point, I only had scholarship offers from Cincinnati, from Pitt, um, Indiana. Now listen, I, like pretty good schools, but but I had like that like. They, not a bunch of max schools offer me, but they show interest. But at that point, you know, what I'm saying? I, I kind of knew like, all right, this is like, I'm, I, I want to play at the highest level that I possibly can. And my senior year, I'm having a very good season. Right. And my Ohio state, they're coming to practice. They're, they're coming to school. 
Michigan. So you you know uh, when they call your name on the, on, on the announcements and then people see you and then I walk around. I'm a big shot, right? I'm the only person that's bringing these kids. Like Bam Children's did lad, but Bam ain't here no more. It's Dante's now, right? I'm yeah, walking around yeah. with my shirt tucked in and my face shaved now, and they coming to see me, right? <laughs> and so here's why I really have a, a high disdain for Ohio State. I respect them, but I can't stand them. My brother went there. My best friend went there. They got scholarships and blah, 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 blah. And as they're recruiting me, I remember this. Michigan contacted me and they said, Dantes, this is an unusual year for us. We had 16 people commit, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to offer you. I was like, you know what, Michigan? I respect that. I, I don't love it. I respect that. Cool. Ohio State just ghosted me. They ain't give me. And so at that point, I was learning like, man, you don't do business. You don't do people. Like, I mean, listen, you don't got, but man, you can, like, it's a way of doing it. And it's a way that I believe is Bush League. And I felt that my brother being there, my best, give me that call and say, listen, you ain't coming here. But they just ghosted me and stopped appearing and things like that. And uh, Hank Mason, Henry Mason, used to come to my practices. And I remember this, man, we were practicing at Bedford. We got a whole bunch of snow here and they had turf. And Coach Mason was at my first practice, right? And I'm a receiver. And, and I didn't wear gloves because I thought, like, oh, I don't need to. I got good hands. And I remember at practice, I wanted to make sure I caught the ball because Coach Mason is here, right, from Wisconsin. I don't want to be dropping balls. And it's freezing outside. We're preparing for the state championship. So I'm using my body to catch the ball, right? And he said, hey, man, let me see you catch the ball with your hands. So then I'm out there in the curtain. I'm catching the ball like with my hands and things like that. And, he, and you know, so... It's just those like little things. So now I even teach my son when he's six years old, man, catch the ball with your hands. Like this is what you do. Um, and so then I got the offer from Wisconsin. Well, wait, and then I wait, I took my, my, my business. So I didn't take all five business because we went to the state championship my senior year. And so um, this is a selfish thing. I was I wanted to experience the the visits more, right? But I couldn't. So anyway, my host was Lee Evans. My host was Lee Evans, right? So, so this is a this this is a, a PG show, but Lee Evans was one of the most phenomenal hosts, and not just for the party and, and things like that, but man, he was really truthful with me on um, on his experience of being a Badger, and not just his experience, but I got to hang out with the fellas, right? And I like a lot of those fellas, but our class, man, I tell you right now, was the best class I believe to ever walk through that campus. And not just talent-wise, I mean the brothership, the fellowship, and how we still talk and, and on things now. But when they offered me, and um, I remember going to Barry Alvarez's house, and again, this was the biggest house in the world now at the time. And now he's the richest man that I've, <laughs> I've ever seen now. Coach Rossi, you was a ribbon now, it's Barry Alvarez. And you know how they get all the food and stuff out, and and, then, and his wife is walking with like, like the Louis Vuitton person. Like, she got Louis Vuitton purse. Oh my God. And then I see all the other recruits there. And then you see a couple people get called into his office. And now everybody going into Barry Alvarez's office in his house. And I'm kind of like, well, okay. And then I get my call to go back in his office. And now, like, this is where, I can, like, in the business world now, he's bringing you in that room to close the deal, right? He, all of the, the rose bowls, rings, and all of the, 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 the bowl game, all the stuff is right there. And Coach Alvarez, he's sitting there with his slacks on and all cool and calm and just confident. So how was you tripping about blah, blah? Like, how do you feel about being a, a Badger? 
It's like, man, I can't wait to be a Badger, man. Let's do this. Where do I sign? So I committed. But I told Pitt before I went there, they made me promise to him. Pitt made me promise to him. And Coach Rossi, he would tell you this story. I would not commit until I, I take a visit to Pitt. So I said, yeah, listen, I'm 17 years old. I said, yeah, yeah, Coach, yeah, for sure. For sure I won't probably, yeah, for sure I'm coming there. And in my mind, I'm going to take my visit to Pitt because I do want to experience the, the and when I got back, it was like 11.30 at night. I get a call from, um, what's, what's his name? I forget that dumb coach name. But he calls me. Was Dave Wanstead at Pitt at that point? Wanstead. Dave Wanstead. And, 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 so, and, and so, Bernie, interest, uh, interesting story. I went to a Pittsburgh camp, and they wanted me to play defense there. And I wanted to be uh, a receiver. Listen, I was still going to Wisconsin regardless because Wisconsin's Big Ten, right? And, but um, – they had me at their camp, and I was faced up against Larry Fitzgerald. And that's all they wanted to see was me and Larry go back and forth. And I'm trying to get on the offensive side. And when they they kept putting me on defense, and they said, I tell you, you can play offense here once you get like We want you to go. For. But at that moment, I kind of felt like, man, they're going to have me stuck on the defensive end, and I don't want to play defense, says the starting linebacker at Wisconsin, right? <laughs> so um, he gets back, and he asked me, so how was the visit? Did you commit? Uh man, oh man, I ain't mean to man. Are you? And he listen. He's motherfucking right. Like now, he, like he really is. And he like, God damn it! And he hung up. Five minutes later, I could have called from my high school coach, Cortez. Like I didn't even get a chance to call my high school coach yet. It's eleven thirty on Sunday. I'm coming back from my. What happened? And I never told him that I promised him because I didn't think that I was promising. He just told me to promise it. Yeah, you know. I'm not, <laughs> man, listen, he's like, he just called me motherfucker. And I'm like, man, I had a great time. I want to be a badger coach. I'm saying, he's like, listen, that's fine. He, like, he should have made you, he, he should have made you promise. Not a, like, who does that to a 17 year old? I'm like, yeah, coach, yeah, get him, coach. <laughs> and, but so he still tells that story to this day. So, yeah, that's that, that was kind of my, my thing. Uh, Wisconsin was the biggest uh, scholarship that. I had, and I wanted to compete in the Big Ten. I wanted to compete, in that, but I wanted to compete at the highest level. And in the perfect world, if I had Michigan and Ohio State and everybody, I probably would have went to Michigan just to piss off, you know what I'm saying, everybody or whatnot. But, um, <laughs> That's but awesome. being a manager, man, it was, the, it was the best thing in the world for me. Sure. I honestly yep. got So, Tess, did, did – so Lee Evans, but not, not as your host, but previous – was he was he in the in your head at all? Like, wow, this dude from you know Ohio went to Wisconsin. He's pretty good. You know, I want to follow in that kind of legacy, or it, it, it more materialized after your visit. No, so no, no, no. So so uh, I did not know Lee as a as a person. I knew Chris Chambers because Chris Chambers played with my brother and and um, and my brother again. He was a, he was an athlete, a basketball player as well. And then Chris Chambers was a phenomenal basketball player. And I was the the ball boy on the basketball team with Bam Childers. So I knew more of Chris Chambers. I knew Lee Evans. I, I was a beast. But having that trend of having Chris Chambers, Chris Chambers go there and have success at receiver. I mean, and then have Lee Evans go. These are guys who look like me, who, who come from that. I saw myself having the same success as them, right? And so now I want to transfer back to like Gold Center. So when I was saying that, um, so I knew I was going to go to, to college and I knew I was going to go pro. And I tell people, I just had the wrong go, right? I wanted to go pro and I did that. I was, I was on the Browns roster for 
how many weeks or whatnot. And I tell people my like, so to this day, I write down every single thing that I do. I write down every single thing. I write down all of my goals. I write down weekly goals, yearly goals, monthly goals. I'm a big. And so because I said that I wanted to, to, to go pro, it was the wrong fucking goal. I should just so I'm going to make it in the, in the NFL. I'm going to be there for 25 years. I'm going to play until I'm 45 and I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. And I believe if I write that stuff down and I put it down and I work towards those goals, I could have, but I didn't know any better. I just knew, listen, you set goals. And like, no, you got to set the right goals. You got to be very detailed and specific. And so now that's why I do my yearly goals. All right, I want to have, this is my, my office right here. And on my wall, you can see 250 units, right? Every day I write down 250 units. Then I have my, my monthly goals and my weekly goals. And they're all working towards that 250 units. So that's one of the things that I learned at Wisconsin as well. Man, you just don't show up to some practice. The coaches get every freaking second planned out. You don't show up to the uh, weight room. You just don't pop up in there and you start. It's just, no. They get, and it's, that is, you live, go, 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 go. And everything is very detailed and very structured. And this is why they have success. And not just them, but even Division III, they all, right. even my high school coach, we go to, you just don't show up. And so I do this. I just don't show up to, to work. So I don't have a job where a person gives me structure. I give the structure to everybody who works with me. And so with that being said, I want to make sure that everybody's their plan, their plan, their position, right? So I got a Joe Thomas who's been with me for, 15 years. That's my guy. Like, 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 that's my Joe Thomas. And then I got some other people who's been with me for eight years or whatnot. But I take everything, a lot of things I learned from football and just apply it towards my life. Like, like, literally. And I know it sounds simple, but that's what I do. And I believe that with some good coaching, which, which I believe that I received, I was lucky enough to, to, to have, um, when I graduated to have people that allowed me to learn under them and I learned, was able to learn very, very quickly up under them. And that was it. I mean, that, that was it. I, I tell people I was lucky, man, you guys want to call it to be born at the right time to come home and graduate. And it's a recession and I want to do real estate. And I, I just, uh, I transferred to Chanel halfway through my junior year, as late as you possibly can to, the vice, pre- the vice president of Morgan Stanley, which was my high school coach. Now he has the means to invest in me. And I'm coming up here, hey man, coach, I need $12,000 so I can buy my first house and da, 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 no plan, nothing. So I buy it, like, dang, I can't pay $12,000. I got to pay him back. So I gave him all of the security deposit. I bought a two family house in the hood, hood, in a real hood. I did all the work myself, except for the electrical and the gas. I ain't have $12,000. I, I bought the house for, now this, it was different times. I bought the house for like 5,600 and I put in 6,000 bucks into it. I did all the painting and everything to it. And I'm like, damn, my oldest got $12,000. I got to make it, I gave him the, the I rented out, out the upstairs for 650, the downstairs for 650, paid him back the security pot, and he paid him back everything, every single month. Because at this time I was selling t-shirts downtown. I had a food truck. I was trying to figure out my, I'm sick of people telling me what to do. Now, listen, I love football, <laughs> but I'm sick of taking, I'm sick of, I'm sick of having to know if my position is secure, right? And that's the one thing about football, and I know I'm jumping around it, but that's the one thing about football, man, that I love football, but there's no job security. They're always, so even when they recruit people, right? They're recruiting people to replace you. 
They're recruiting people who they feel is going to be better than because they got it. And if they don't, then they're doing their job wrong. Right. So they're bringing in people because they want to improve that position. And so, man, like I had one year where I really got to enjoy being playing football. That was my junior year because I was naive and I was starting. And then I remember my senior year, man, they, they got some, some, some ballers out here at these, these, these young linebackers with DeAndre uh, Levy and, uh, and Jonathan Casillas, yep. right? Like, man, now I, I can't lose my spot to a freshman. So now my junior year, I'm happy. There's no pressure. I'm just making plays. Now I'm trying not to mess up my senior year, which was still a, a good year. And I was able to lead the, 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 the team to tackles my junior and senior year. But it was it was still no there was no security, right? And so how how can I create that? It's just be the person who who who, who runs. Yeah. And so that's what I, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner, but I always knew that I wanted to do real estate. I just didn't know how I was gonna incorporate that. And uh then a recession came and it just made sense for it for my um, high school coach. And then, so after now, after I pay him back that, that 12,000 bucks, right. And now my, um, my brother started up a, a company with this uber duper successful guy, Paul Gabriel. You could, you could Google search him. He's a Michigan guy. He's a couple years older than us. And man, when I tell you, he may be the smartest person I've ever met and as a fantastic business partner. And he was the person who literally took me up under his wing and I bought in and when he showed me over 25 million in his bank account and how and what I'm doing real estate, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying these T-shirts downtown and, and, and I'm going to do my noni juice, but it's real estate. So now I started to manage all of his apartment buildings in Shaker Square. He had 308 units. And so he wanted to get me to work for him hourly. I was like, man, I'm, I know. Pay me off of what I produce for you. Because I want to be just like y'all. I want to be the business owner, right? So I'm going to be buying these houses just like y'all. And I can't be buying these houses if y'all are going to be, be happy. And I'm being just like, so, and that was the great, and I, this is the greatest compliment I could give y'all is, I want to be like y'all. So let's make this work where you pay me on commission only. But make that commission, and that's what they did. And then I, and I was making the most money I was ever making, ever. And I started buying my own stuff. And then um, now I'm going to go to my high school football coach now task for a hundred thousand dollars, but I don't even know what I'm about. Right. But the hundred, <laughs> I don't even know what it, but a hundred thousand dollars is a hundred thousand coach. I'm asking you for a hundred. So I was, I was preparing myself and I went up to him. I said, Hey man, I want a hundred thousand dollars commitment from you. Cause if I get that from you, then I get, this is going to allow me to go out and, 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 and put in offers and not be nervous and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, all right, Dantez, you got it. What? <laughs> and, I'm sorry, and, then, and then, and then that's where, my real, my, my real estate game started to like really grow because Coach Roski, he's a very, very respected uh, person in business here. And once I invested, once he invested with me, then my next investor was my wife's boss. So my wife, she is in high level energy sales or whatnot. She run, runs the department of, in the, 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 she runs the, she runs the company. I don't know what it is, but, but so anyway, her boss, you know says so another like big time guy who owns restaurants and things like that, got millions and millions of dollars. And so, um, we were at at the Cavs game and we were just talking and I knew that we were going to do business, right? Because I just knew it. And the game ended and we're just sitting like, like in the suite. So, so it's like, yeah, well, why don't you invest in me in uh, real estate? Because I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. Handshake deal, all right, cool. And now I got another. So that's how it's, it rolled. And um, 
Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And how many units do you have? Right now, I have exactly 108 units. So I'm still a ways away from my two, two, 250. Um, and I, I just bought a 68-unit apartment building um, in, in June. But I also sold, I just sold, like, within the past year and a half, over 30-something units. And that was with my wife's, wife's boss. And the reason why we sold our company is because he bought his partner out. So he sold all of his restaurants, I mean, his portion of, of, of ownership in the restaurants. And when he said, I was like, man, I must be doing like, why? I, 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 am I doing something wrong? Like we, we getting paid. Like it was like, literally, I was like, why you want to? And, and because it wasn't public knowledge at the point that he was buying his, his partner out. And I'm looking like, man, we talk every day. Like I'm doing what I promise. Like, what the f- do you want to say? Because my goal is never to sell. My goal is to leave a legacy. Sure. So I want to buy, I want to have all these units and I, and I take care of them and cash flow them and things like that. And then if my kids want to do this or whatnot, then we can do that. Or when I retire, then I can sell it and they, or whatever, right? And I like the, the I want to I have the options. I want to have the options. So when he was like, you want to sell? I'm like, damn. Then I was like, well, shoot, we bought these properties during the sale. Like I bought an apartment building for a 24 unit for 240,000. And then in May we sold it for 900,000. Houses that I bought literally for twelve thousand four hundred and thirty thousand, and I and we cashed out them for five years, six years, or whatnot. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But at that moment, I'm like, "Wow, it's me, it's me, baby. Why are you gonna leave this? Why you gonna leave this? Right? Why you gonna leave this?" But now, you know, what I'm saying, I, I, and 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 we talked about it and whatnot. So, what you gonna do? He sold everything. It, it, it wasn't personal. It was business. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to football. Because first off, Taz, you can go on any rant or anywhere you want to go, but you showed up, you're a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. What's that like going in that meeting room? You know, Lee Evans is there. You, we came in with DC, who was J.O. Like, there's yeah. a lot of young – our class was pretty solid in solid. wide receivers. And they were already like, good guys. Nick Davis was there. Nick Davis was there. David Braun was there. Yeah. David Braun, Brody! Yeah. Listen – I thought I was the best. This is the truth, though, right? And so, so and Bernie, now you probably, under, yeah, I see those guys, but I have the confidence in me as well. I tell people, man, I could catch the ball. I just had a hard time getting open. <laughs> like those DBs was like, like something else, right? And like, and it wasn't like I was a bigger receiver. So I invited the the pressing. It's when they played off and I had to run my routes crisp and things like that. And I, like those guys, I, I couldn't get open. I couldn't get open to the level as as those guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, at, from that point, I I felt I was better than the other. I felt like I was better than than Randy Moss. Like literally, like what you want me to say? But um, it didn't work out the way that I planned, and yeah, I'm not mad at it. But you redshirted. Redshirted, yeah. Oh man, that, that redshirted all this. So this is true. So I remember this vividly. When I redshirted, I was pissed. I was pissed. And for one day I was pouting and nobody said to me. I'm walking around, I got bad body language or something. And then after, cause I'm, listen, I'm Dante Sanders, right? I'm pouting, somebody gonna come up to me and hold my hand and kiss my, Dante, what's wrong with Dante's? I'm at Wisconsin, I, they may not know that I'm pouting, right? Cause I'm, I'm afraid. They might like, this motherfucker just a baby. Get this motherfucker. So <laughs> after my first day of pouting and nobody said nothing to me, not a teammate, 
not because everybody they 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 listen. They trying to work their job. They trying to they ain't get they ain't got time to to be worried about the freshman who red shirting over here bitching and moaning. So after that, I was like, man, well, I might as well just go out here and just have fun. And and one of my my favorite moments of scouting was the Ohio State week. Ohio State week, and I was because I have a, again I have a high disdain. I wanted the defense to be prepared. And Devin Hollins and J.O., we were on that scout team, and I was playing quarterback again. So welcome back to quarterback. I was playing running back, and I was playing receiver. And we was literally fighting the deep. Like, we were really, like, pushing them and talking to them and, like, getting in their face. Like, man, they're going to kick y'all ass. Y'all letting me do this to you. Y'all even get, like, literally, man. And I felt like I was I, – I did – and I wanted the scout team player of the week, so I was able to go to the game. Like, that was my ultimate goal. Like, man. They get to see me like I ain't playing, but they're gonna they're gonna see me on the sidelines, which they're not gonna see you in the sidelines for real. <laughs> but uh scout team, yeah, like like that's that's the one thing. Like you gotta you gotta just just live in the moment, man, and 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 control what what, what you can control, man. And then that was a time where I used that to live life. Like I wasn't I wasn't playing, right? So when you guys were gone, I was I was able to hang out and Enjoyed the fruits of my labor while while while, while Lee Evans and everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. I was just Big D on, on campus. <laughs> yep. I, I'll tell you, you mentioned not having like the the fear or the anxiety of someone coming and like taking your spot. But when you're on a scout team, none of that matters. Like you yeah. don't give someone could take be the fullback. You're like, I I, I would have been like, dude, I don't care for one second. So it's kind of nice because coming, you know, coming from New York, coming from Ohio. It's different. It's much different. And when you're a freshman, it's much different. Yeah, it's different. And you're trying to figure out who you are on campus and who you are with your teammates. And um, school-wise, too. And like juggling school-wise. And then, I mean. Right. I, I mean, Everyone's from different backgrounds. And you're like, man, who am I? And then, you know, you just have a good time. I remember just caring about working out hard and not getting MF'd on the stupid cards on, and then, on and that was it for the dummy cars, right? The dummy cards. The dummy cars. <laughs> they call it dummy cards because they think we're all dummies, you know. <laughs> right. And so I, I love that year because you just build these relationships with the scout, the scout O, and you're actually I I love the defensive guys because we just were with them all the time. Yeah, I man. didn't even go with my coach. I didn't, he didn't even know what I was doing. And you but, know what was and, but, and, and like and like you 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 build. Uh, like I built a, uh, a great bond with the uh, strength strength coaches during that time. We got that early lift, that that's that six o'clock lift, and then fifty. You got to be there at five forty-five. You got to be in the weight room, so you really got to be there at no later than five fifteen, five twenty, whatever. Because you got to get dressed and get there, and then you got to drink your little drinks or whatnot. Because I was on this little routine to keep weight, so it was. I mean, but again, you had your system. You had your system, and you had your product. And like I never, like I was, I was late for one workout, one time, and I was. It was me and Sparky, and this was in the region. And man, we were so so scared. JD looked at like we are talking about scared. Like, oh, and listen, we were on time. So it it, 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 it wasn't like so if we lifted at at uh, at six, we probably got there at like five fifty. But the group has have, has it started already. And JD saw me and Sparky. We got no penalty. And I was surprised. Like, I just knew he was going to do He gave us nothing. He looked at us with a mean face and then laughed. I said, you guys are probably <laughs> just, just going like, like with the next group. And that was just another again. I was never, ever late ever again. Ever and, again. and it's funny because you weren't late. 
Like a, to, to like normal people, that's not late. The, the thing is you had to be standing there with a jump rope in your hand or at the neck machine or whatever the first workout was waiting at 540 in the morning. Because whenever JD walked in, it wasn't a set 545. Like it was not. he could come in anytime after 540, but he never came in before. Mm-hmm. So I give it to him for there. But I just remember standing there at 540 being like, man, I'm going to do this for the next <laughs> four years. And, and it's intense though. Too. It's intense. <laughs> Like, like, like you would do a set and then somebody else would go and somebody else would go your group and then you right back at it. So you're not getting three minutes. No, man, you're getting like a minute, two minutes and you're doing the most weight ever and then about to give you a plus 15. Like, how? <laughs> By, how? how? Like, I'm going to be thinking about this all plus 15. I, he had to help me on the last, how's that a plus? But I mean, like, listen, man, I, it, like, it, I've never done anything as challenging I have never been pushed to that extent to the point because I like listen. I like to say that I work hard, not and and I do, but I have never worked as hard as I did at Wisconsin. And even though I try to to, to, to make myself as disciplined and things like that, my there's, there's no work in that hard. I mean, now it's a five forty six. Let's just say six o'clock start mm-hmm. class. They they made you take class between a certain window, right from mm-hmm. nine thirty because because the the workout went from five forty eight fifty. Oh, so, so an eight fifty, but that's you had to hustle to get there, mm-hmm. or because that's that's hard. So an eight fifty, and then you had to be done by two ten to get yeah. back to the stadium, and then as a freshman, you have to go to uh, study table for till till nine o'clock. So if you think <laughs> about it, you could go home at nine o'clock. What could you possibly do? You had to wake up at five o'clock in the morning the next day, and I for think- like four days in out of the five days, yeah, it was bananas. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then. So I was a guy like I didn't party on on uh, Tuesdays. Like I, I just didn't. So I would go out on the on the the weekend. And like I'm still like that like, type of guy now. Like just during the week, I just I just don't don't have the desire to. But when I did go out on the weekend, and it's like ah. <laughs> we, we, but I think we we would go out on the week. I think it's different now. I don't think those guys do what we did oh, on the weekends. But we guys. we would take it like we went 100 miles per hour all day. And we just took that into the bars, but in a positive way. Like it wasn't like a hundred pushing people down or doing anything crazy. It was fun. It was fun. It was we were fun. just having a good time. Yeah. Every everywhere we went, we we were loud. I was definitely obnoxious, but in a positive, yeah. fun way. That we, we were weren't like like a, like a pack of wolves, and everybody knew who we were. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And so listen, I'm gonna tell you another thing that I loved about Wisconsin, man. I love being black in Wisconsin. <laughs> For real, right? Let me tell y'all why. What the hell am I doing there? Either I'm a genius or I'm on a football team, right? So there was no really happened to, so when it came to like my dating life, there, were, there, were, there, like, there wasn't like a lot of games to, to have to be ran. I could introduce my, or so I'm a, I'm a person who I went to class all the time and participated and, 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 and just had, had to, because that's where everybody was at. So that was fun. And then I felt like that I stood out in a positive way, right? Because I'm on the football team and, and, and I'm going to class, I'm participating and I'm and I'm having fun doing it, right? I'm not trying to get straight A's. I'm not in class all stressed out, but I know I'm not going to get D's and F's either, right? So I was just right there. I was a, sometimes I get some A's and sometimes I get some C's, but I was never a person where like, man, I'm, I'm about to flunk out. I was, just, I was always good. Like, like the coaches, like I didn't give the coaches a reason to have to go sniffing around for anything. I ain't give them a reason to. But you didn't want to. 
I didn't that was to. you didn't want to. You wanted to stay as close to the green. There were dudes who would get you, you know, dudes who were always on a list. Yeah, whatever list that was, and it was ten times more annoying to be that guy with people checking you. They would follow you to class. Yeah. They would you'd get pissed, drug tested every single other week or whatever. You didn't want to be that dude. You they had no. Guy. It, it was like you're in like jail, but like you could still walk around like in 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 reality. But it was torture for some of these torture. dudes and i remember seeing them and being like dude just go to class man just go to class just, just go to class. class and like they don't flunk you if you go to class like this i all they listen i i used to get some some bad grades on tests and then i see my grade i do but they, they they don't flunk people that they like they're not gonna fuck anybody like i'm in class hey, I participate, yeah. I'm, I'm here whoever mm-hmm. gave the that was the best advice i got was go up and say hi to your go up and shake all your teacher's hands yeah and yeah, I used to do that, and they'd be like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, ah, "Matt Bernstein." I, you know, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm I'm on the football team, but I'll be here every day. Like, thank you so much for having me. Something stupid like that, but that it goes such a long way. They put a face with a name, and it's hard. It's hard to do something dirty to a person that you know, man. And even we, I would sit in the back of classes because it was just more comfortable. And mm-hmm. they would sometimes a professor would walk in and be like, "Oh, hey, Matt," and I'd be like, "Hey, professor, what's up?" Yeah. We'd have candy. I'd have food. They're like, what do you guys do back here? We're like, we we honestly just get candy for each other and we hang out. Like, this is my week. And and these these the professors thought it was like hilarious. Yeah. But like, we're there every day. They know who we are. Yeah. And you're right. It's impossible to flunk. Impossible. Dude, I got one D. One D. Rocks for jocks over the summer. I got a D. I went every day. I went up to the guy. I, I gave him my test. He goes to me. Hey, good luck on the season. I'm like, hell yeah. I can't fail this class. <laughs> and, and I did. Only D I got. It was the hardest class I've ever taken. I had to call my dad because I didn't have a computer. My, you know, this is before cell phones and computers and stuff. Yeah. So I had to call my dad and be like, "Hey, dad, can you go on the portal and see if I have?" I was nervous about giving the money back because you had to give. They give you like twelve hundred bucks to go to a class. Yeah. I was nervous about giving that money. But I didn't have any money. I was paying the rent. I got enough. So I go. I go, Dad, go on, go online and see. And then, you know, I gave my password and everything. And he's like, what the f- is this? And I was like, oh, sh- dad, did I fail? And he goes, no, you got a D. He's like, I'm not, you're not going to college to get a D. You and I'm like, all right, dad, got to go. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good. See you. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. All right. So, Ted, so you, so you, you came in, you're a wide receiver, you're getting everything, you're figuring everything out. How does this switch happen? Like what happens? So here's how the switch happened. It actually happened a couple of times. I was playing. I'm not sure if you remember one one spring ball, one spring game. I was playing offense and defense. Um, so I was playing safety. So before I moved from receiver, they moved me to safety, and then they moved me back to receiver. And then I spent one day as Sam linebacker. I was like that, and then I went right back to receiver. And then Coach Bielema came in, Brett Bielema. So Brett Bielema, I remember this day vividly. He called me and he called me in his office and sat me down, said, Dantez, man, the coaches, they say nothing but great things about you. Said everybody here, they they love you. They love your energy. They love your work ethic. Just got to figure out how to get you on the field. He even brought up like special teams or whatnot. Like, like, like you're selling the special team. We got to figure out a way to get you on, on the field. He said, now you could go over there at receiver and compete against. And he started like naming names for, from playing time. You could come over here and you could try to take this person's spot. 
your choice. And then he he, he brought the film on because he just came from Iowa. And he had this other linebacker who he was big on. Oh, no, he, no, he came from, from Kansas, Kansas State. State. Kansas State, Kansas State. And he had this other uh, linebacker who was similar to my build. And he was showing me, and he was he, he, he was smooth. All like 11 personnel, 10 personnel when when the real linebacker was outside the box playing like a like a hybrid, you know what I'm saying? So like man, like and then and he was like, this you're gonna be an athlete here, you're gonna bro, you're gonna blah 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 blah. There's one play with that that you gotta get tough on and just and just nut up and say, like, what play is that? Like ISO. Like, all right, I can I, I can I can do it for just one play, you know. So that's fine, I can do one play. But what we did not know is that. In practice, so Wisconsin was the only team that really ran ISO. Yeah, we were running in cap, and like we knew every, like we run it pregame, and we always run ISO. And I knew when the ISO was coming, I was like, oh shoot, it's not gonna go against Bernie. And Bernie doesn't have a neck. I'm wearing a cowboy collar to protect my neck, right? I'm wearing a, a device to protect my neck, and he does not have a neck. <laughs> Uh, and again, this is the truth. I would never go heads up on, on Bernie. Just why? I would try to blow Bernie knee out the first few times so, <laughs> I, so I could slow him up, right? Because then he's gonna start thinking about like, he, like he's going low. And I so, but you can't do that to your to, to your brother. And two days of it is ISO, ISO, ISO. And then in practice, practice for me was harder than the games. Practice for me was more fiscal than the games because. When we go play Northwestern and then we like Iowa was kind of physical, uh, but most of the time I, I may get ISO once or twice, maybe. I'm like, 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 like they may try to hit me like, like with the power, but for the most part, now I was able to use my speed and play back door and like chase things down, or I could be outside in the box and be on the edge and things like that. But practice, man, <laughs> practice was a beast for me. Practice well, we also did inside drill, and, and it was the place we never ran in a game, too. We never ran ISO in a game, Bob. Bob, we never yeah. did it. We never hey, did it. Big on big. Like, come big on, on big. We never. We we might have done it twice or three times, like in a game, like maybe once a game. It was such a waste of time to do it ten times, it, and it was such a headache to consistently do it. Literally. And then for just the running back to cut back, like yeah. it was. <laughs> come on, this is not yeah. even ISO. Just don't yeah. do this anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, wait. So so Coach B is like, dude, come compete over here, and you're like, yeah. let's go. And yeah, and so and so he's like, it's like you could come over here, and at this time, man, listen. I'm desperate, right? Like, come on, like, listen, I've been here red shirt year, second year. Not now I got to get on the field because if I don't play my junior year, if I don't start my junior year, I'm not starting my senior because they're going to put one of them freshmen in, right? Because that's because that's just how it goes. It's, it's okay. And that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. I was desperate. So I'm not going to say. So the person who was in front of me, I knew I was better than him. Like, listen, I, I knew I was better than him, right? And so when they call out the, the one, so how it worked was, Matt, is that the stars, they get four plays, the backups, they get two, and the <laughs> hooks get whatever the <laughs> hooks get, right? <laughs> and so what would happen was is that the starters, they'll go ahead and, like, they'll be getting their four plays. I'm desperate. So I run in, hey, you out. He like, and then he'll jog out. I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, with the starters. <laughs> And I remember the first time I did that, I did it and I messed up. And they said, Bob, you messed that up. That's not, that's not, that's not, get your ass out of there. And so I'm jogging out, people laughing at me. The very next series, I remember this vividly. The very next series, same thing happened. Hey, man, y'all. He looking like, you I said, hey, y'all. And he jogs out. And then I get a pick, boom. I take it back. And then like, good play. Like, that's not me. I'm doing my, my, my dance. And they're like, that's not, that's not, get, get, 
get your ass out of there. Guess what? I'm jogging out. And I kept doing the same fucking thing. And then they stopped telling me to get out. They stopped telling me to get out. And then I just started going in with the ones. And the, and the other person allowed this to, to happen. And so I remember this vividly. I did not know that I was a starter for real, for real, until we were in the camp at the seminary and they put out them, them death charts. And I saw my name, number one at death chart, and God damn it, that was still the happiest day of my life after my son being born and getting married. But <laughs> I, I fucking finally, right? <laughs> finally, like, that's how it felt for me. Like, fucking finally. <laughs> and, and so when people ask me, hey, Dantes, do you miss football and this and that? I tell people, no. Because here's the honest to God truth. I can look myself in the mirror and I say, damn it, you gave it your all. You gave it your all. You like you left a part of you on the field and you tried your absolute best and you maxed out everything that God has blessed you with. Kudos. Now go do it in real estate. Go be, go be, go be the best real estate person you could you could possibly be. And so that's where I'm at now. And so now it still feel like, hey, get out. I'm at the point now where I'm like, hey, you out. Yeah, get out. So yeah. So Dude, as you mentioned the seminary. What was that like to show up there? It was stupid. So, 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 so first of all, it was dumb. But my first year, I'm hyped for it. Like, ooh, I'm about to, yes, I'm about to, I'm about to go start, right? And then when we first started, it was three days, remember? It was three. And then when, like, like, when we graduated, it got easier and easier. But man, like, and then you sleep on the third floor of this hot place. And then I had a roommate, it was Trayvon. And he, I remember this, man. He boo-booed and I had and I smelled it and it was nothing that I could do. I couldn't because it was in between the like practices. So I'm going to like take a nap and I can't do nothing wrong, but I'm trying to sleep and I gotta smell this <laughs> and it just <laughs> and then and, and then people would take phantom <laughs> and like close the door and then you come back and then your room smells like <laughs> and I that was the most people. ruthless thing. <laughs> ruthless, the phantom right? Dude, yeah. I, I remember coming back, I had three fans one year. Because you could only bring fans. I had three fans. I opened my door. I never closed my door because there's, no, there's nothing in there for anyone to take. It was just yeah. like shorts, T-shirts. Right. It was all the gear that they gave you. So like, yeah. what are you going to take? And it was disgusting. I, yeah. And I wore and when your number on it. And I wore the same things every day. So it was disgusting. And, um, you know, and I had three fans. That was it. I come in. I open the door. All my fans are off. I was like, man, somebody got AD. me. Somebody AD. got me. No, I think it was Mike Allen. Oh. Damn special teams dudes would just come out from practice and go into someone's room and just oh because they didn't have tip them dude do anything that the the seminary was you talk about like something hard to do yeah that that to me was like one of the hardest things I've ever football at Wisconsin was one of the hardest things but the seminary was you know you you didn't do anything else they do nothing else nothing like literally what, football. And like, and like, I remember the game room diner that they give us like 45 minutes to, 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 to and, and, and that game room was sweet. But also what I remember about that though, was they had all the ice creams though. They had all the ice creams down there in the cafeteria where you could go down there and eat. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I would rather sacrifice the, uh, the ice creams for that, for the three days. <laughs> you know, but what's funny is they, they gave you all this great food, they had chips and ice cream and everything. And then maybe not for you, but for me, they were like, hey, Bernie, step, you got to weigh yourself every day. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. I used to skip the guy. I would skip. Remember, was it Justin? I'd be like, no, nah, dude, I'm not, I'm not getting skipped. He's like, Bernie, I got I to tell your coach. I'm like, I don't, that's okay. 
Go tell them. They were doing it, though, for the hydration, though. Like, I, I, think- I didn't know that. I thought I was in trouble. They were doing it for hydration, so I wouldn't die. But so yeah. I wouldn't step on the scale. So Coach White came up to me as, like, a sophomore or junior. You know, this is when you, you, you got a little bit more, like, chutzpah. You got more balls yeah. to, like, basically say, like, I'm going to kind of not do what everyone wants me to do all the time. I went up. So, so he comes up to me. He goes, Brady, why don't you ever get on the scale? And I was like, Coach, you're going to yell at me if I get on the scale. But you're gonna yell at me if I don't get on the scale. So I'm like, I might as well not give you. I might as well give you like the reason I want to give you. You know, like Coach Wheels Attorney. He's like, all right. He's like, just don't wait to two seventy or over. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man, hey, it, Coach White was is still one of my favorite guys there, man. Because um, even when I was going from position to position and like kind of get like I get down, I remember him. I, and again, I didn't even play his position ever. He didn't recruit me or anything, and he would call me into his his office just to make sure that that mentally that that, that I was doing good, and that's something that that I appreciated about him. Not my coach had no vested interest in me, but it was a person who cared about another person. So, Coach White to me was one of the best coaches there. Henry Mason uh, was one Mason. of the best coaches there. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these were guys that I felt like you're right who did care about you mm-hmm. on a different level, who actually took the time, you know, in meetings. You were with Coach Mason. Then uh, who was the linebackers coach? Coach B. Coach B. Yeah. Coach B. Coach B so yeah. You- um, the worst coach who like used to mother who used to mother me the best was Coach Cooper. Man, listen, let me tell you. I got a couple stories about Coach Cooper, man. So used to treat me like the nicest person off the field, and in the meetings and things like that, he would mother me for nothing. I thought, listen, and to this day, I think he was still just picking with me. For whatever reason, but let me tell you, he was calling me Dance, Dance, D O N T Z, Dance. And so I didn't like that. I said, Coach, I name Tens, man, not Tens. Hey, come on, man. I don't like you. Okay, call me Dance. He let me dead in my eye. Okay, Dance. Like, all right, cool. And I remember one time <laughs> I was at safety, right? I'm, listen, I was at that time a hook, right? I was like the backup dime. For real, I was the backup dime. And so, we, we had a specific thing in the meeting that we were going to do. This was like a money meeting. And then we had a meeting on Tuesday where we changed it, right? And it happened. So it was an audible. They came out in this. We're going we to like change it to tell me this. I'm at safety. They came out in the thing. I changed it to, to day one, the thing that like they said on Monday. Again, man, this is, this is my second rep in four days. Like, dude, what do you, I, I don't practice. I'm the backup. Daddy. I'm sorry, he mother me and sit oh, me yeah. down with the scout team and t- like literally told me how dumb I was and he told me he said son you stealing you might as well transfer now like like saying that I shouldn't even be on, on, on scholarships like that and he kept going on as I'm jogging down with the scout team like he's motherfucking me and then I go down on like on a scout hey, coach Alvarez said coach Cooper that's enough coach Alvarez had to save me I remember Chucky Collins came right back. So I'm standing on like on the sideline after being like, mother, you know that stand. <laughs> Chucky Collins coming to me, smacking my ass. Hey man, sorry, man, you good. But, like it was that bad, right? The next day, so so this so 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 game week, so so we're playing Michigan. And this, uh, I thought, so now I went down with so it was the next day. I go down in the uh scout team meeting because he just motherfucking told me to, to to go down there. I mean, he just dogged me and I, I then he sends Jim Leonard to the scout team meeting. Jim Leonard, he comes and grabbed me and he's smiling and stuff like that. I'm like, man, 
Then I ATS coach uh, Coop, Coop Munch, and I'm like, man, what the f- he about to? So I'm so I because I'm I'm there. Everybody else they're they're, they're sitting down in their, their chairs, and Coach Coop he's sitting in, in front of the team, and everybody's there in the auditorium chair. And so he has me sitting up in front of everybody facing the uh, the uh, DBs, and he's smiling. So I'm like, Dance, how you doing? Like, Coach, I'm just trying to make the team better. I'm just trying to make sure I don't mess up again, man. Like, like this is important to me. And like, nah, stop all that bullshit, son. You're playing this week. Have a seat. I said, what? I'm playing this week. I never played ever. You just mother, I never played in the game like, other than this night and I'm playing. So listen, it was, they had a tight end called Benny Jopri from, from, from Michigan or Benny's, it was Benny's like something. So he was like, your job is wherever this guy go, you go. You check this guy, that's your man. And I was like, all right, coach, cool. But what happened if, if it's a run? He said, God, he's like, dude, damn it, see, that's your problem. I guess tell you what to do. But he gave me my first opportunity to like really play. And, and I pre, but like, dude, like I to this day, I still don't understand it. Like I, I don't know if he liked me or if he did not like me, or if he's just trying to prepare me for something different, or I don't even know why I even played that game, but I did a very good job and I, I'm still confused. He like, he, he mentally screwed me and I'm still like mentally screwed. I'm scarred by it. I don't know what happened. Yo, it, 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 I'm sorry to laugh because, but now we can look back on yeah. these like times and laugh. Um, yeah. JD mentally screwed me. I wake up, I have to know what time it is. Like, if I don't have a clock in the room, I'm freaking out all this. And I'm 39 years old. Yeah. Like, JD could call me and yell at me and I'd be scared. <laughs> like, I'd still yeah. be the dead, I mean, then that's, it's just unbelievable. Like everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with you? I'm like, dude, I show up to parties 15 minutes early and people are like, what are you doing? All oh, the food's not put out, nothing set up. And I'm like, well, I'm here to help. If you guys, I have like a jump rope. I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all told me that, 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 that it was started. I'm here. Where they at? Where they yeah. at? <laughs> yeah. So Ted, so, so you have a, 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 an amazing junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. What happens after? You're, you're Not obviously- much. So I'm a free agent, right? And um, I have an option between three teams, right? The Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, and the Cleveland Browns, right? And so I have my my agent, who was my brother's agent. So I'm getting the homeboy hookup a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I get they, they give me like twenty five hundred bucks because they kind of probably know they like, they probably knew, but they wanted to like look out for me, so. I was like, all right, cool, man. Mel Tucker is with the Browns. Mel Tucker, he's a Wisconsin Badger. Mel Tucker, he's a Cleveland Heights guy. He's from Cleveland. Like, like, all right, cool. I know Mel Tucker enough to, if I'm gonna have any opportunity, man, let me tr- let me try and do it again. So now, after I was a linebacker my junior senior year, so now I'm gonna go to the NFL to play safety. So which I didn't play safety. So again, but in my mind. I'm the best safety in the world. The reason why I ain't played is because Jim Leonard was there. <laughs> so whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I go through my, and I believe that, listen, I believe that I had a, a, a good camp. Like I didn't get, 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 like people wasn't catching touchdowns on me. Like I don't even remember balls. Listen, in my mind, I did everything perfect and nothing wrong ha- happened. But um, my junior year at Wisconsin, I had surgery on my shoulder. This was at the bowl game. Um, I think we, we were playing Georgia. My shoulder popped out. I had surgery a couple of weeks after that. Played my junior year. They put in screws in it. But it's, it was never right. And, and still not right on the range of motion or whatnot. But I was still able to tackle and, and play my senior year. 
And then when I go with the Browns, like I said, I'm doing at, at, at rookie camp what I believe is a fantastic job. And then you have the physicals. And so then they had me at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm there for hours longer than everyone else. And they have multiple doctors in there focusing on one thing. My shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. They did uh, the other stuff that they did for everybody else in school, and then they did my shoulder. And listen, it, 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 it is what it is. They, 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 they bring out the, uh, like that, that ruler that measures your, your range of motion and stuff like that. And then guess what? This was on a Saturday. Then Sunday, guess what? I go back to, 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 to practice. They call out names after that. And people, they, so you know when you break it down, they call out names to meet the coach afterwards. You're going to cut. You're going to cut. You're going to So I'm there, and I, boom. You break it down the last time. They call me, I'm a f***ing Cleveland Browns. I'm a hometown hero. I'm a hometown hero. I made it now, right? Broke it down. I got the person to come up to me. They didn't call my name. Hey, man, Coach uh, Cornell wants to, to, to see you in the office. Like, oh, man, this it, it, it's, it's just different. Like, they not, it's for me, this is different because they called it out. He came to me individually. Something's different. And it was the most polite thing ever, man. He explained, and, and I have a high respect for Roman. That was probably our only conversation for real, for real, because, yeah, but I had a high respect for him, how he did it versus how Ohio State did it. So still screw the, the, the Buckeyes because it's a way how you break it down. And so when he did it, this is the truth. He told me that I was done and, and, and for the, the reason why. And I sat down on the curb outside of the Cleveland Browns uh, facility and I cried because I knew that it was, I, I knew I'm not chasing this now. Now I'm not about to go to try to play Canada. Like, it's over with. Then the van comes up, wipe my tears up, take me back to the uh, hotel, pack my and that was that. That was the end. That was the last time that I suited up and played football. And again, remember I said like this, I feel like I I, I gave it my all. I went out there, I competed, so I don't feel bad about anything. I I, I enjoy it, and now I'm coaching my my uh, son's uh, team, and I coach those guys just like that. They are like just like I'm uh, huge. I'm up there. I'm some screaming at them. I'm 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 on them hard, but that's why we are champs. Though we kick everybody butt, kick everybody butt. Because <laughs> you are one of the best storytellers um, <laughs> ever, and you one you got to come on more. And we're just so thankful and I grateful for you team, to be on here. Yeah, this is so funny. I mean, you, you cracked me up, but I know half these stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, man, I enjoyed myself where I did, man. No, at least you got cut in a very respectful way. Some dude who I have no idea brought me in his office. He's like, dude, you're out. Um, this guy's going to follow. Like some dude I've never seen. He's like, he's going to follow you back to the hotel to get your book. Oh. I was like, I don't want it. I'm not selling it. Like, I don't, it, it's, you guys are, they went 0-16 that year. I was like, nobody <laughs> wants this book. Um, so but this guy followed me into the hotel room, checked me out, like kind of creepy, but yeah. a little bit different. But I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to, you know, take those pads off and leave your things, no matter what locker it is, and be like, man, this is like it. Because that's it. all you've done so it's much of. Done. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, the crazy thing is, like, after Wisconsin, I just knew for sure I was going to be playing on like Sundays. It wasn't like, all right, what's next? I did not have a plan B. I did mm-hmm. not have anybody helping me find jobs. I didn't have anybody. Like, I, I didn't do interns in college. It was, I'm going pro. My brother went pro, right? This is just what we do. My brother went to college. Bam Chiri is my best friend, went pro. 
Bron Swift, so the, the people that I talked about earlier, he's mm-hmm. overseas playing play, play, playing ball. I'm I'm going pro. This is just what we do. And now then when it end, and it wasn't even like it was I was depressed, but I was imagined just like so with now I gotta figure out what the f- I'm gonna do. Forever. So I did like network marketing <laughs> and so noni juice and all that. So you know what? Just trying to like like figure it out. Yeah. Well, Tess, you I love you, man. Thank you Thank so you, much. Man. We're definitely going to have you on again. We're trying to get, uh, we're trying to do some fun, like, um, like round tables with, uh, with like, you know, linebackers with, oh. I'm trying to get root and like AD and BC together. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be, it'll be, I think you and AD would be hilarious together. You guys always hey, have been. Hey, so me and AD, we like, like, like we still send each other like inappropriate uh, Instagrams, you know what I'm saying, through the, you know. So yeah, man, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tess, well, I'll let you go back to your, your 12, 13 hour day. But yeah, thanks man. for taking the time to, uh, to come on, man. This was special. It's my pleasure, Matt. You know, I love you, man. And congratulations on the family and all that good stuff. And I'm going to be in New York my wife, my wife loves it. So, and, and my son loves it. So we're going to be in New York sometime this year. And, and, and when we come, you, you already know. You already Dude, you know. better tell me, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be coming to see you for you sure. Know, for sure. Yeah. All right. All love right, you, man. All right, all right, peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.